0: I'm K.S. Garner, and you're listening to the Solo Nerd Podcast. Today, I'll be speaking with the creator and writer of the Icarus Metro comic series, Calvin Chambers. Calvin's here to discuss issue number two, Torn Between Lives, launching on Kickstarter November 3rd, 2021. Welcome back, Calvin.
1: It's been a pleasure. You know, thank you for having me on the show for the second time. Uh, I am glad to be here and ready to talk about this comic.
0: Uh, Thank you for joining us once again. Um, Just a heads up to our listeners that Calvin is actually the first person I've ever interviewed for the show. He reached out to me and wanted to promote Icarus, uh, Icarus Metro issue number one for the original Kickstarter. And I was like, sure, come on. I've never done it before. This is all brand new. And then how fitting is it once again, this is all brand new interviewing the same person for the second time. So Thanks again for reaching out for me. Like I told you before, you kind of started all this, gave me the confidence to pursue other artists from my mm-hmm. end to interview for their Kickstarters and their projects as well.
1: Oh, no problem. I love the content. I love the, the, the it's basically like audio journaling of different animes you watch, different shows you watch. And, you know, that, that content is really exciting to listen to, to hear another person's perspective. So, you know, glad to be on this show and glad to be a part of your journey.
0: Well, thanks. I I really appreciate it. But outside of my introduction, again, who is Calvin Chambers and what are you about?
1: Oh, man. Calvin Chambers is the uh, classic nerd. Um, Honestly, I wouldn't even call myself a a true nerd. A true nerd loves, you know, all different aspects of uh, pop culture. Um, But me, my love came from anime. You know, it stems from anime, One Piece, Dragon Ball Z, Naruto. Um, And I know I just named like three of the biggest ones. And that's not really, you know, everybody knows what they are. uh, But it it stems a lot deeper than that, you know, Um, deep rooted into the culture, understanding the different messages that are displayed in these shows and taking that into account for my life. I mean, we know the biggest quote in Naruto, never give up, Um, believe it. You know, and those are like some of the the messages that I, you know, took in at a young age and said, okay, you know, whatever I can do um, and whatever I'm interested in, I believe that I can achieve it. And of course, you know, there are some things where you aren't so successful in, you know, but at least you gave it a shot and believed in yourself to do so. So, you know, that's where I am with comics. You know, Um, I am a developer at heart. Um, but I've always written. I've always written stories. I've always written. Um, I, you know I used to write music. Um, so everything just kind of translated into a story format. Um, a couple of years ago, I went to business with another person and we started uh, Concord Comics. That business fell through um, and it dissolved. but you know, a couple of things that came from that was juice. Um, And Juice is my original webcomic that I had on Webtoons. Now, what Icarus Metro is, is like a fast forward of Juice. All the characters from my webcomic are in Icarus Metro. And it's kind of like a six to eight years in the future post a timeline. Now, the reason why I'm doing this is because I'm actually going to go revisit and re-release. So right now I have an artist working on the character sheets for Juice so I can revisit and redo this manga style and make it more lengthy, um, fix story uh, plots, fix loopholes, create the power system, and showcase everything within this original story um, so that you can see everything lead up to what happens in Chris Metro, plus you'll see in-depth, because you can only get so much in comic format. You get a 22 to 26 page book that has to cover certain plot points so people can read it. But if you get a manga, you'll be able to dive deeper into the characters and the personalities or relationships, and of course, fight scenes. Um, So that's what I'm looking to do uh, because my end goal itself is to create an anime or an animated film. That's my end goal. It doesn't matter how I do it, I will do it. Um, and, And I always feel that, you know, the reason why I'm going to this comic format The reason why I'm going into manga format is to have that content to provide others with source materials so that I can show them that this idea of a film, of a series, would be worthwhile.
0: Yeah, I was going to ask you about Juice because I saw it on your, I believe on your Instagram, you were thinking about relaunching it, so it's good that you mentioned that. Um, Can you give listeners a brief recap of issue one and what they should expect for issue number two, between A Torn Between Lives?
1: Okay, okay. So issue one, um, just to do a little brief recap. Issue one was a um, a story about Simone Stone. So each issue of Icarus Metro is gonna be highlighting a different character in the Paladins. So we saw Simone Stone. Simone Stone, everybody was raving about Simone Stone. Oh, she's so strong. She's so strong-willed. She's fighting these two villains at the same time. Um, So Icarus Metro one was, you know, her, um, she's an activist. Uh, outside of a writer for paranormal rights, paranormal rights, and um, she creates this book. And as she's doing her book signing, her her friends, uh, her vent, her friends visit. Her friends, you know, we got Juice, we got Net, we have viscosity, Melancholy, and Cross. They all go visit, and you know, she gets attacked. She protects her friends. Some of them get mad. They go on. Um, she goes about her day because you know she's unbothered. She's unbothered by these villains coming to face her. Then, you know, the villains continuously attack her. So she has to go and seek retribution. On um, knowing that there is a little twist to why these villains are attacking her. So you can find it out in Icarus Metro 1. Icarus Metro 2 continues off actually after the book signing of Icarus Metro 1. So, you know, at the end of Icarus Metro 1, you'll see a little glimpse of what happens, uh, not even what happens, but the start of Icarus Metro 2. So it's after the book signing, and then it continues on past the events of the Icarus Metro 1, so that you'll be able to see like a full timeline of the events from Icarus Metro 1 to Icarus Metro 2. Icarus Metro 2, torn between lives, is about uh, the second member of the Paladins called Viscosi, Armani Visco Viscosity. He is a liquid metal user um, who initially started his work as a vigilante um he started a vigilante called the slasher he he used to turn his liquid metal to blades on his arm and just slice people up you know of course you know he probably got his name from killing people but um, of course you know he was targeting gang members and and all sorts of individuals within um this this city and we'll we'll explore that later on in juice um, But in Icarus Metro, he's torn between the public perception of him um, as that vigilante compared to his new perception uh, of him as this hero uh, working in this organization called Cortex. So now, you know, he's, you know, affiliated with Cortex, but he's a member of the Paladins. Um, And he's facing these two, like, types of images. So you got the people from the former town uh you know the the old residents the people who were there previously before all the events of juice saying wow this guy is a slasher be afraid of him he's gonna going know attack you then you got the other people like this guy saved me he's a protector you know and, and then he is he's listening to this nonstop throughout the day uh you know while he's doing his work you know because he works in an auto body shop his family owns a, a car garage and he's trying to prevent himself from crossing that line, taking that leap and killing villains, opposed to taking them and arresting them, placing them into jail. So that's what Icarus Metro Two is about. Um and we don't get into the story that much um, in terms of his choices, uh, because you know it it is, you know, a shorter comic. Uh, well, it is, no, it's actually a longer comic than issue one. Uh, because at the end of the story, of um, Viscassi's story, we introduce all the villains. All oh, the wow. villains, come um, and they have a summit, and they're talking. And, you know, you're seeing different personalities of all these villains, and um, these are the villains that will be eventually defeated at the end of the book, or well, the end of the series, issue 10. Um, but yeah, you know, you get introduced to everybody. So issue two is probably, well, I wouldn't say it's the most, it's the best, issue, my favorite, but it's it's going to have a lot of information that'll set the tone for the rest of the series. My favorite personally, and I've actually already plotted out um, the whole 10 issue series, uh, but my favorites are actually issues four, five, and eight. Um, so those are the stories about melancholy, story about uh, matches, who you'll meet in Acres Metro 2, and story about juice. Um, and April's Metro 8. So yeah, we have a lot planned. Um, we're actually looking to do two issues a year um, as of right now. Um, so, you know, we had our first issue that came out in March. Our second issue had come out November 3rd. So I'm actually looking to do issue three around March timeframe again. And I'm actually going to probably do issue four, hopefully around um august september time frame of next year and then continue doing um two issues a year and i'm actually uh, plotting to start releasing juice as of uh next year too so that would probably be a two chapter a month web series where people be able to read online webtoons wow
0: well, you got a lot of you got a lot of planned <laughs> you got yeah. all set out already which is cool well
1: it's because it's funny because i you know. I feel like this is the most I could do without overextending myself, you know, cause I originally, I did think about doing like maybe four or five series at a time, but that's outrageous. <laughs> so, you know, these are the only two things that I could probably keep up with and, and create um, where I'm not, you know, overextending myself because, you know, I do have a personal life. I do have other things going on in my life. Uh, so, but, but I do, Strive to get these stories out to people so they can really see. Not and, and it's, it has nothing to do with me personally. I don't like. I don't get satisfaction out of writing these stories and or, or profit, or um. But but I I get satisfaction out of giving people what they would want to see. You know, just seeing the smile on someone's face as they're reading the story. Um and and not to continuously ramble uh no okay okay (laughs) I I did a comic-con um I did a comic-con vending um on my birthday this year and it's called Poochie Con it's in Atlantic City, New Jersey and at this comic-con I had no idea what to expect I, I went to another Poochie Con and it was really slow with like vendors and stuff but I went in and I made a lot of profit but that that's irrelevant to the point the point was that um, two girls they came up to my my booth right, and they was like they were they didn't really know what Icarus Metro was. um They didn't really read comics. They read anime. They read manga. I think they were dressed up as Demon Slayer characters. And I you know I sold them on the book. You know they said okay you know we'll buy the book get a copy. So they both the girls got a copy, um, and then you know they disappeared. So the next day. Um, I'm actually sitting at the table. I'm looking around and trying to get some people's attention so they can, you know, look into Icarus Metro, see if they're interested in the book so that I'd be able to promote and let people know if the Kickstarter for the second issue is on its way. Um, these same two girls, you know, and they, they had another friend with them. They, they came over to the table and they were just looking at, you know, the book, looking at the work and stuff. Uh, but I didn't recognize that it was the same girls who had already previously bought the book. And you know, I started talking my sales pitch. Hey, you know, this is of comics. You know, the book issue one. This is that. It's about this. He's like, oh yeah. You know, we bought the book yesterday. This is that. we were reading it, and it was so good. You know, we just came back. We were just in and see what else you had. This is that. And you know, it was like you. We only got through like half of it. And you know, I just resonate with the characters so much. And this is, and I was like, like I. I literally almost shed a tear. Like it was. Like that was like, that really touched me because I didn't think that it could have that effect. Like, and that was the goal to try to have that effect, but I didn't really think it could have that effect, you know? Um, so when it did, it was just like, it was more of a reason to really overextend myself to put this stuff out, you know? Now, of course, you know, I can't overdo it. I can't just you know, uh get like three hours of sleep a night trying to write stories and pushing stuff out and planning things. Um, but I can't pace myself into what type of content I'm putting out, you know, and over overextending, not overextending myself, but, but um making sure that I have stuff lined up so people be satisfied and fulfilled.
0: Yeah. I think it's best that you only do two comics a year and then doing the bi-weekly webcomic because it allows you to take in that feedback, that same feedback that you received directly to you. And it wasn't over the screen. It was like right in front of your face. So you can actually see their reactions yeah. to your to your physical work as well. Because this wasn't just a web, uh, web comic juice. Yeah. This was like the physical copy that you worked on that you had printed book. and had yeah. it in the hands and everything. So it mm. allows you not only to pace yourself, but to take in that feedback because... Mm. What if so like you do have a lot of the series if not all of it already done so what if you do put it all out maybe like one every other month but then um somebody says that they didn't like this part or this hard part yeah, didn't yeah. make sense you don't you're yeah. not allowing yourself to go yeah. back and accept that critique mm-hmm. and maybe you know make the, the tweaks and the changes whatever mm-hmm. you need to make so you pacing yourself doing only two a year and bi-weekly webcons you're allowing yourself to taking that feedback, positive and negative, hopefully more positive than negative, and, you know, do the changes that you need to make, or just to, you know, like, live your life a little bit, you know, or a lot, hopefully a lot more than a little bit.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, it's, um. yeah, I I actually, I never, so I have out. Right, I always start with outlines of what I want to see within a specific issue, what needs to happen with this specific issue. But I don't start writing the issue until the the previous issue is done. So right now, um, I'm actually going through the writing process, and you know, I have been having a lot of writer's block because this next issue, issue three, is going to be a lot longer, probably maybe ten pages longer than issue um, one. So you know, this the first issue is 22 pages, the second issue is 24, and this next issue is going to be 32 pages. So um, I have been taking a lot longer writing this this next issue, uh, but I didn't start until I was finished with issue two. So, you know, when I'm finished with this issue and then I'll get it cu- uh, uh, drawn out, then I'm gonna start issue four. Uh, but there's already the outlines you're present. So, you know, the reason why I'm doing this is yes, I have specific plot points that I wanna get out of this issue. But like you said, I'm not getting that feedback yet. So I, you know, it that feedback determines what type of dialogue, what type of messages, and depending to each issue, based off of um, the the things that are expressed. Um, like for example, um, each issue for Icarus Metro resembles a a message, a um, a type of trauma that people face throughout you know their lives. Um, issue three is gonna be about um family trauma. Issue four is gonna be about um um the you know death. Issue four, issue five is gonna be about um, um free will. You know, so there are gonna be um, you know, different things that are expressed, but of course, you know. It depends on what people would want to see and how they react to certain things. That ultimately let me say, okay, you know, what type of things should I discuss? What type of things should I not discuss? Uh, because you know, right now, of course, Icarus Christmas is very PG, but you know, I have been thinking that maybe two issues might I might have to put a label on it. You know, <laughs> because um, my mom's a teacher, and um, you know, she showed her students. And they're like in like fourth or fifth grade. I'm like, ah. I mean,
0: <laughs> I'm like. What, what, oh. what grade does she teach? Does she teach like middle school, high school, elementary? or Middle school. Middle school, okay. Yeah,
1: yeah, middle yeah, school. So it, it,
0: I, I guess when it gets, the issues go higher, I guess like, you know, maybe three and then four or five, like the ones that you are really, really anticipating, you may have to put one on there. I'm not sure, especially if it's dealing with um like sexual assault you'll definitely have to put one on there um but it's interesting that you say that all of all of the issues deal with some type of trauma because i've been um kind of contemplating in in my mind of doing some episodes on the podcast of uh dealing with trauma like why do you think why do you why do you think us as artists we discuss trauma in our work like I do I mean, I guess that's because that's a medium that we're more familiar with and that it's easier to do than it is, I guess, talking about it because it can be difficult to talk about it through words, but through images is better for us. I'm, I'm not really sure. But it's like when I play video games or when I read books or even through paintings, you know, you, I guess we can see the trauma in the work itself, but how come we can't express it verbally? So I was, thinking of doing something like that
1: a couple of see, episodes see honestly i i don't know um yeah
0: i don't know i don't know either and that's why i wanted to talk with yeah, other people I'm I, like
1: because it's it's like yeah because it's like you want to express it through writing and express it through like graphic novels and and, and different types of stories but instead of actually having a conversation I, I i think sometimes it may be just hard to do you know because you're laying your soul bare you know, you have to like, like really open yourself up. And sometimes it's, it's easier to open yourself up indirectly than to open yourself directly. So you feel less vulnerable.
0: Yeah. Maybe it may be because we're using it as a channel, I want to say as a way. So we're not, so it's like, like you're doing, you're playing Dungeons and Dragons and you're channeling emotions that you have from Your real life and you're channeling it in through one of your characters, right? Or a character in one of your comics, a character in one of your books that you've or novels, I should say, that you've written, or yeah. um in a game that you're developing, something like that, maybe like yeah. you're doing it as like a puzzle, or I don't know if you heard of uh, Life is Strange, those video games. Yes, yeah. Yeah. yeah, those deal with a lot of traumas. Yeah. Um and just other other games as well. So yeah, I'm thinking of doing some episodes about that, but That'll be something it's, totally different from this one. Okay. Um,
1: yeah, because that's actually very interesting that you say that because that's originally, um, that's really how I came up with these characters. I actually made a character, I made each character based off of my own personality. So I'm not saying that I'm like the guy from Split, but, you know, I'm, you know each character, there's something about each character that has to do with me personally. Like, um, one of the characters, Net. Um, I I created him in, in an image based off of one of my baby pictures. I said I gave it to the artist. and said, "Age this baby to 15 years old." You know, I had on the Fubu hat with the you know LL Cool J white uh, turtleneck and the 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 Wrangler jeans. I'm like two years old. You know, they dressed me up, so I, I created the character with the you know the hat uh, based off of that. And then there's like matches and I I gave matches my um, introverted personality. I gave net my nerdy personality. I gave viscosity, my um, nonchalant personality, Um, nonchalant, but, but hard lover personality. Um, I gave uh, Simone Stone, my sister's personality. I gave um, juice, like, a blend of everybody, um, you know, so it's just, like, different things. I guess they say, write what you know. Talk about what you know, you know, so so with that, I'm talking about what I've known and what I've observed um, through just living, you know, and that's just where I came up with these characters and how I want to express these characters because it's like I have the comic, and and the comic is there to uh, make people aware. But the manga that will be coming next year um, will be to to really sink in and and clench on you know the different readers. Um, But you know, of course, you would have to read the comic first to even get an inkling, a liking to the story because you know, the more feedback I get on a comic, the better the manga's going to be, you know?
0: Yeah, exactly. Uh, so, I mean, we've already touched on this. I would say you've already touched on this, but how has your journey been since we last spoke between launching issue one and now launching issue two? So how has it been like talking with and collaborating with other creators um, well, as I say, maybe comics illustrators and editors and, you know, budgeting and um, even <laughs> promoting, you know, marketing yeah. the, the issue one to now, like, what have you learned, I guess you can say, for issue number two?
1: Um, well, it, it has been a very long and uh, difficult journey um, since issue one. Um, because, but I have been saving a lot more money and I have been learning. And I'm still learning. Um, you know, issue one was like a, was like a cowboy um, riding a horse for the first time. Issue two is, you know, now you're at beginner level. You know, um, you're getting, you're networking with the artists. Um, you're, you're getting the cover work done. Um, you're getting the colors done to um, getting, you know, the characters uh, done. And um, I actually, first, so the first issue, I didn't have an editor for the first issue. Um, I did everything myself, all the proofreading myself. Um, but for the second issue, I got an editor. Um, you know, currently on my team, I have a freelance uh, social media expert that manages my social media. Um, so, you know, with that, it's it's easier now for me to do the marketing uh, because I, I'm ex- I'm trying to expand my team more now um, because, yeah, you can do it by yourself and with anything, but, it, you know, if you can find an affordable way to expand, you know, take the shot. Um, so, yes, you know, I have um, learned a lot from, you know, my time, you know, with uh, since Icarus 1 um, Icarus Two, of course. You know, people said they wanted a little bit longer comic. I added an extra two pages. You know, people said they want they liked the covers. They wanted the covers to resemble more of, you know, what the story art looks like. I got uh, you know some different cover artists. Um, people say that you know they um, wanted more content to really um, divulge more into what the characters and who the characters are, what the character's are about, and who they are. Um, I started doing a little bit more, I started doing the 24 days of Icarus on uh, social media where I'll be each day, you know, highlighting something new about Icarus Metro and more of the backstory, so people could better understand what, you know, the comic is about and who these characters are. Um, so yeah, the, there is still a learning process. Um, you know, Icarus three and I'm actually, so it's, you know, some news for people who follow the series and such. Um. You know, the first three Icarus metros will have the same, um, you know, artists and will have the same um, type of like cover artwork. But Icarus 4 going on will be more of the traditional Marvel DC comic style. Um, so, you know, of course, as we expand on the Icarus Metro series, the artwork's going to evolve um, every three issues. So that we'll be able to have um, that final issue, which will be a, probably maybe a 40, 50 page comic but yeah you know, it'd be it'd be a last battle type of thing
0: so how was it i guess you can say releasing a bit of your control to the editor that you hire and the freelance social media person like how 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 was that from going going from you know you doing everything to giving a little bit of leeway to other people? Like are you still, I mean, I'm pretty sure you're still, you know, you still have your hands uh-huh. in it a little bit, but not as much. So how has that been for you?
1: Well it's my, my hands are are still clenching the neck of <laughs> <laughs> the of the uh, the story in the comic. Um the editor mainly is the proofreading, you making sure things make sense, seeing if it's a good read or not. Um, social media is more so managing the promotional aspect of things. Um, now, of course, you know when you have a baby, you know you want to do your own thing to to make sure you're cultivating yourself, um because in the end, yeah, no one else to blame but you, you know, for shortcomings. Um, so it is kind of tough, you know. But let's just say the easier the process, the better, you know. Because sometimes it can be tough, you know. I work a full-time job and I have a couple other side businesses that I do outside of making comics. So it's kind of tough, like trying to manage everything at one time. Um, but you know, if if I can find a way to um, boost productivity, and now I'm talking technical, uh, then why not? You know. Uh,
0: okay, so usually my last question. Usually my last question is what creator's idea of success is. I think me personally, I've seen your progress and mm-hmm. I think you are very successful because you've stuck with the series and I've seen it grow from what it was before to what it is now. And I'm excited to see what issue three is gonna be about. Even like you talking about, you know, the ones you're really excited about. I was like, oh, that must be, well, the nitty gritty stuff happens. I can't wait to see what goes on yeah. in there, right? So I'm <laughs> like, like you're seeing us all the way through as you should but has there ever been any doubts or insecurities about your work, either from yourself or from others? Maybe like going to going to cons and wondering what other people's the feedback is from other people, or to maybe even some other comics writers? Like did you like did you, when you heard anything back from your editor when they were proofreading it, you know, were you concerned or did they say anything to you that, you know? No.
1: No, um actually. So okay, so I could touch on a lot about that. Um personally, yeah. Um but in terms of the editors and the artists, whenever I send them, like when I sent my artists um issue one and issue two, they're very excited for the issues. And, you know, they they, they love to read. Even the colorists, like all the people who've worked on it, did say they like, they loved like the story and, and how it developed. Um, you know, even the, the editor. You know, of course, you know, there was some changes and continuity things to fix to make sure that issue one flowed into issue two. Um, but I haven't received any negative feedback on people who's worked on the the story. Um, and, of course, it's not a situation where, you know, they're just trying to make sure they get paid or it's tip and t- t- stuff like that to, to cooperate. They actually generally liked it um, because they, like, followed up on it and see how things are and so. But, uh, yeah, doubt is um a friend of mine. Um, when i uh started <laughs> when I started the webcomic in um two thousand and seventeen, um, there was a lot of doubt because I couldn't find a consistent manga artist um at that time to really um, capture the series. Now, you know, it was I, I had a manga artist originally. Um, but he just fell off the face of the earth. And when he fell off the face of the earth, I got another artist, um, and they told me their art style and I use fiber where you had to pay first. And I paid for a specific art style and he gave me some mess. And I was just like, what is this? You know? And then I went and found another person who was doing it well, you know, very consistent. Their, theirs is the most recent but they were charging way too much, you know, for a chapter, you know, if I'm putting out two chapters a, a week, I mean, if I'm putting out two chapters a month and you're charging me about one um, one fifty a chapter, I mean, of course that's, that is um, under, um, that is underpaying, um, especially if someone's overseas, but it just wasn't something I could afford at the time. So it was just, um it was hard trying to find that consistency with for artists and producing um uh, because on web now like a good chunk of the first arc is done um but it's not like it's not done properly, but it's done um so you can get the premise of what's supposed to happen but i uh so I had stopped for about two years I stopped for about two years stopped to about um I wanna say the middle of the pandemic around maybe June, May, June 2020. Um, I think the last chapter I put out after that was um Juice versus or Ju- Juice versus you'll meet Catalyst and Landman in Acres too. Um so, but it was um it was like Juice and Jasmine Day from Acres One versus Catalyst and Landman. Um so that was like the last chapter I put out in 2019 um and you know i had stopped for a while i was saving money um you know got into real estate and you know just got a call from one of my friends one day and he was like hey uh what happened to your stories? like when are you gonna tell your next you know book what's going on this is that and i was just like well you know i said I, I said to him i said look i said do you really think that if i you know made a made my comics again and um someone would like kickstart it, like funded, you know, to get it made. And he's like, yeah, yeah. And I know was lying. I mean, I mean like not lying, but like, I know he's trying to try and gas me up. Uh, <laughs> and yeah, uh, you know, he said that. And I, I just, I went home and I, I made an outline and I said, okay, this is what I want for Icarus Metro. And and I didn't, and the name wasn't even supposed to be Icarus Metro. That was just made up you know um it was originally going to be called uh the vanguards and then i saw like another comic called vanguard and i was like oh no i can't do that then there's going to be the paladins right and then i saw another comic called the Paladins it was Paladin something and i was like oh no no i can't do that so then i said well like, okay, it was
0: okay. natural was a lot more um original than those. I mean the paladins and the vanguards like the something is always yeah, the, the something is like yeah you know and um yeah I mean I like the name and you the thing is having that break in between it yeah you had those insecurities yeah you had those doubts yeah. but they were probably needed and you probably had to you probably had to step away from because you were probably you know you're dealing with like what three different people with the with the manga with juice. Yeah and it's probably getting really frustrating. Mm-hmm. So you, you more than likely needed it like the I guess the universe was telling you like you need to step away from this and go yeah. do something else and then you needed yeah. that friend to come in and be like hey now is the time to relaunch or to go in back into your art and now yeah. you just you're going full steam ahead ever and since and pretty the thing, much and the, thing,
1: and the thing was I had the time yeah we're home. it was locked down. we're home and I was like you know what I have the time I said why not do it there's, there's nothing stopping me and you know don't get me wrong I did not stop writing story ideas this whole time I just didn't make them you mm-hmm. know I didn't stop writing story ideas so it was just like something just said hey just do it and just see where it ends up and at that time I was doing my podcast and I had just released like a little small self-help ebook and I said you know what I finished this I launched this all right time to get ready to launch Echo Metro and I launched um yeah, I took that six months to plan everything and, and set everything up. Final artist launched Icarus Metro one. Um getting ready to launch two. Two took a little bit longer to get done than, than one. Um because I wanted to make sure that I have everything set up for the whole 10 series art, because originally it was gonna be 12, 12 um books, but I wanted to make room for what would happen after Icarus Metro. Um, 10 you know like what other series can i make after that cuz i'm trying to do this entire like storyline within 4 years you know so you know i know that next year uh if i can double up if i can double up and maybe do 3 issues next year cool um you know the year after i may do another 3 issues um i may sometimes do like maybe uh issue i may do issue 4 and 5 in the same book you know it just depends um but you know yeah it did take that one person to say hey you know um go ahead and do this and i started you know doing some uh, surveys some google surveys and trying to figure out what people wanted to see what people liked um i knew that i could never just focus because like my mind is everywhere sometimes i could never just focus on um just one character for an entire series you know i was like okay i have to go and do something new each book, but relate into one storyline. So yeah, here we are. You know.
0: So how have how have the cons been? Like you discussed of uh, Poochie Con in New Jersey, but how have how have they been? Like were you nervous from the first one that you did, or like so how it was, has it been from? I guess from that one, how I guess maybe how nervous you were, or if you weren't nervous at all, I'm not sure. To now, like how how has that been?
1: I wasn't nervous, um, because it's not my first con.
0: <laughs> oh, okay.
1: Yeah, yeah. So, so actually, um, my first con was something I made myself. So back when I had my comic book company, um, my, my my last comic book company, um, we threw a and I released my first book, The Calibero. It's in the same world, but like I can't use those characters because we agreed to like just put all those things to the side, um, but. We, we had a, um, a launch party and, you know, we sold out on all our comics, you know, for our launch party. So I'm used to, you know, the, the signing and the pay, you know the payments and everything. So it was like a walking apart from there. I did, um, great Philadelphia comic con I've done, um, uh, New Jersey comic expo in Edison, New Jersey. I did, um, yeah, I think I, I think those, those are the only two I've done. Um, are you coming to Baltimore? I will try.
0: <laughs> I'll be there. I'll be there Saturday and Sunday trying to get interviews because that's how I started was what, doing what, there is, in Baltimore. When is it? Oh, shit. Um, the 20... We'll, ta- we'll talk about it. We'll, I think we'll okay. Yeah, we'll talk about it later. But, yeah, um, I'll be there Saturday and Sunday doing okay. interviews because that's how I started doing them first before the pandemic.
1: Yeah, so you know, I was I was doing that, um, and I was going to a lot of cons. You know, Poochie Con. Um, I actually did two cons this year. It was Poochie Con, and it was um, um, the Black um, Arts and Crafts Festival in Patterson, New Jersey. Like they're trying to create a Black Comic Con um, from that, you know. And I think this is maybe their third time doing this Arts and Crafts Festival, and I almost sold out there. Oh so, huh? Yes, yeah, so I almost sold out there, and then I almost sold out at Poochicon. So it was just like an influx where I'm just like, okay, I'm doing something right, you know. Um, and don't get me wrong, you know, I did have a microphone. I was singing like Demon Slayer thing, trying to get people to come by, and I had a lizard mask on, and I was just you know bringing people. Uh, but the goal is um, to at least do maybe about three, four cons next year. Um, I want to do uh, New York Comic Con, of
0: course.
1: Mm-hmm. Um, be, but, you know, sometimes it's doubt because like, I do want to go attend the con, but you know, I want to go to New York Comic Con next year. I want to do, um, Blur Con in DC. I want to do, um, a, um, I love, uh, I love Aurora Island Comic Con. I've been there before. There's a lot of guests. I've got a lot of love there. Um, Rhode Island Comic Con. And I would probably just doing something else in like the the Philly, New Jersey. Maybe put, may either Poochie Con or uh yeah, probably Poochie Con. Yeah. Yeah, probably Poochie Con. Yeah, those four con. Yeah. So, yeah, next year is gonna be a big year. Um you'll probably see my face posted a lot, you know, for those who are listening.
0: All right, Calvin. Um, is there anything else that you wanted to push for issue two, Torn Between Lives, or about Icarus Metro, the series in general?
1: Um, yeah, just a little bit about Torn Between Lives. The Kickstarter is coming out November 3rd. Um, the pre-launch link will be coming soon, so definitely follow our social media and sign up on our newsletter. Um, you can find social media at Instagram.com slash Comics. Uh, our website, IcarusMetroComics.com, you'll be able to buy issue one, you'd be able to buy a shirt, uh, a beanie, or a mask, um, and just for a second Kickstarter, we're going to have a lot more gear, we're going to have a streetwear shirt, um, we're going to have, uh, you know, different covers, a uh, front to back cover, we're going to have, um, you know, different types of prints, magnets, shirts, we um, got two different Funko Pop, you guys probably came to see it, but you know, you got one Funko Pop for Piscosity right here, um, another Funko Pop for Catalyst. Uh, but you know, we're going to have a lot more content for everybody, a lot more collectibles. So not only can you read the series and love the series, but you can also take it home with you and um, just have it a part of your collection for whatever you collect, whether that's Batman or Marvel.
0: So the Funko Pum- Pop's going to come in the boxes too, like with the names <laughs> on there. And how many, how many, you, you can get the Funko pops like how does that even work?
1: Is, is somebody doing them or can you get them custom yeah, made? Yeah. It's crazy. Yeah, you, someone's doing them. Uh, you get them custom made. Um, the guy uh, Viet, he you know can maybe found on all social media. He does all of my custom Funko pops. Um, he does it for most of the comic creators too. But yeah, you know we have a, we. This is our, actually our four Funko pop. Um, we have this is Callous Funko pop. We have the Funko pop. We have Small Stone Funko pop. And we have the original Simone Stone Funko Pop. Um, so, you know, East Kickstarter, we're gonna be doing two Funko Pop for different characters because we have, you know, 10 members of the Paladin. So, you know, it's gonna be uh, something new uh, for each issue until it gets to a point where we have all different, all 10 members Funko Pop. And then I won't do any more Funko Pop. You'll just be able to, you know, back order, you know, just those 10 members.
0: That's really cool. <laughs>
1: Because I'm actually going to save, like, more Funko Pop and stuff for, um, you know, the ju- for Juice. But, you know, that's that's a project for next year. So, you guys will see a lot of that that's coming soon. Oh, and you can follow that at Juice the Manga. And on
0: social
1: media? On social media. On social
0: media and on Webtoon, obviously.
1: Um, yep, and on Webtoons, Juice, is Juice exclamation point on Webtoons. But I'll change that pretty soon. So, just, you know, follow social media. You'll be stayed up to date
0: so is it only going to be on webtoons or is it going to be on like i think it's called tapas is it going to be on there too or it's just webtoons
1: probably just webtoons um okay. yeah i you know originally i thought about creating my own app where i just would be able to display apris metro and the webtoons for people to read but i don't have enough properties or partner with enough people to be able to do something like that um it's like when it's like when you want to read a Shonen Jump, you know, you go to Shonen Jump to read Dragon Ball Z, Black Clover, My Hero, um, stuff like that. Um, but if you, you know, just no one's going to just download one app, you know, that takes up X amount of space just to read one property that comes out maybe twice a month, you know. So, you know, rather put it on an established platform, people be read, you know, and plus. Webtoons is actually very it's booming now. You know, it's booming because of Tower God got a high school and um their partnership with DC Comics. So why not place on a platform like that?
0: Yeah, I mean I heard of Webtoon. I hadn't even heard of Webtoon until lower Olympus. I don't know if you're familiar with that. Lower Olymp- Lower Olympus, it's about the story of Persephone in Hades, but modernized. I never heard about that. Yeah, I heard about them from All hot topic of all places, but that's something different. Don't worry about that. (laughs) (laughs) All right. Again, I want to thank the creator and writer of the Icarus Metro comic series, Calvin Chambers, for talking with us about the upcoming Kickstarter launch of Icarus Metro issue number two, Torn Between Lives on November 3rd, 2021. All Calvin's socials will be listed in this episode's details alongside more information about the upcoming Kickstarter and everything, Icarus Metro. Again, I'm K S Garner and you've been listening to the Solo Nerdbird podcast. Thank you.
1: Thank you. Thank you for having me.